Okay, okay. Even even after it's done, yeah. Do you think that uh, do you think that we should try to encourage people to think of Ramadan the way they think of Christmas? Uh, how do people think of Christmas? Uh, yeah, well, so happiest time of year. <laughs> you see, you see movies on TV. People are saying things like "Happy Holidays." We can so we can say "Happy Holidays" too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Happy Holidays. Hey guys. Happy yeah, Holidays. Happy, happy Holidays. <laughs> <laughs> to all of y'all out there celebrating, it's a good time of the year. Has it know. going good for you and us? Easy for you, right? You make it sound like easy, easy, bro. easy. Nothing. Anas is, Nothing. I saw I mean, Anas' story. It was so disrespectful. You know what it said, Josh? I'll tell you. What? He told me. It said something like, oh, powerlifting is not hard. So usually I just train after I eat and it's like no problem. And especially in a climate controlled gym. And I was like, the man's man's talking disrespect not only to powerlifting but also to Metroflex Fort Worth <laughs> and uh, and everybody out there who's been cheating at Ramadan already. Oh man, must have been um, a Sam question. Just just uh, throwing that out there. Yeah. No, not a Sam question. I'm, I'm glad he hasn't asked any questions recently. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> hope he stayed DMs. Ooh. Ooh. Is that true, Anas? Is it is it that easy? Just just that easy for you? Bro, tell me. After training at Metroflex in like a hundred, uh, like what is it? Like one ten, one one thirty. Yeah, and like we're losing like ten pounds of of water, <laughs> sweating. Like you anything, think it's it's easy now? Like, yeah, you anything. think training out pod is hard now? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> no, no, no. Fasting is easy. But yeah. training with the same level of, of uh, output for me is difficult. Like I, it's not that I, it's not that I'm hungry or I'm thirsty. Because like I, I, I actually forget sometimes to break my fast. Because like I'm, I'm putting Rami to bed because his bedtime mm-hmm. kind of matches uh, when the sun goes down. So that's easy. But when I'm training, I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of sluggish. Even at, at Metro is much difficult. Difficult. I 100 percent agree with you. But do yeah, you, you will uh, die. People are dead because of that. Yeah, we had, we lost a lot of good men. Do you uh, do you change your your training goals when you're fasting in us for the month? Not really, no. All right, you're good. You're just my, my man's yeah, the golden well, boy. Over here. He's man. cruising. He is. He's on autopilot. Is it really? I yeah. mean, is it? It's not that limiting, is it? Like you're just eating a little bit later. It's not. No. Like that's the only difference. Sometimes I forget. Do you wake up uh, every every morning for suhoor? Sometimes I forget. Yeah, bro. I have, I have to get my food in, you know. I know. Sometimes, now, sometimes I actually for I do forget, and I just go straight into it. Oh, nice. I am a little bit lighter now, though. I've yeah, lost yeah. my appetite a little bit. So yes, yeah, so Josh. Sometimes you know, at night when I'm eating, uh, we're supposed to wake up like was it five thirty in us, like right right around there, around five ish. Is it before sunrise? Yeah, yeah. You wake up. You know, you wake up to eat right before. Um, Right before you stop, but like, you know, we're putting Rami to bed and everything. And usually I wake up to work around six, six thirty ish. Anyways, mm-hmm. I just forget to wake up, or my I just not not that I forget. I just don't wake up. You just so yeah, I just end up you sleep. I in. just end up going straight from last night to 
<laughs> to the to, next day. Yeah, let's get just, it going. Come on, bro. You keep it going. Yeah, you keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like with the podcast. Yeah, just go straight into it. There you go. All right. right away. I mean, does it affect your training at all? Do you feel like? Yeah, I lost seven pounds. Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's probably just your eating habits. Oh. Like, you, we didn't really adjust that well. I'm eating pancakes right now. Like, like, like you know, like you have to, <laughs> even though you're fasting, you have to eat after you break your fast. You know that? Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, that's wait. How, that's wait. how you break your fast. You eat some food. I haven't eaten, I haven't eaten in 10 days. Yeah. Oh, man. MashaAllah. <laughs> no wonder you're down seven. You're down seven and I'm up seven. Yeah. So, it's not that yeah. hard, though. It's not, but yeah. training wise, um, so you agree it's not loss. that hard. No, fasting is not that hard. Mm. I think I think people underestimate or people overestimate how difficult um, fasting can be sometimes because they always say the thing right on us when you tell them no drinking, no eating. Mm. What do they What do they say? Not even water. No water. Not water. No water. Well, what if you fall and you slip and it comes in your mouth? Oh well, then oh, uh, there you go. That's the way to do yeah. it, but. That's uh, just yeah, it's a, not that an hard. accident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, get used to it. You, I was get gonna say, to but, but any, anything. Yeah, I want to tell you guys a little something I discovered. Yeah, and then, you, I don't know if y'all already knew about out? it because y'all, 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 y'all know what's going on sometimes more than I do. So let me tell you what I discovered. Now, I asked the Nas this question in his uh in his Sunday question. You know, his Sunday Q and A's. Uh, if he drinks yourself? protein shakes, no, it, oh. no, it wasn't anonymous. It was, it was just oh, like a regular okay. one. You know, I asked it. Um, so I want to I'm ask you, Josh, because I know I know what Anas does. Uh, do you you drink protein shakes, Josh? I do. Yes. Okay. Now, I know I know Anas drinks 30, 30 gram protein uh, Fair Life every day. You know, my boy, mm-hmm. he's, he sticks to a routine. Most, most, most days, most days, every day. Every day. Okay. Okay. Every and, day. I never skip a day. So, but no. But do y'all do y'all enjoy uh, like a milky protein shake? Like, do you enjoy when you drink it, like the texture and like just how you you know? Do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy a protein shake? Do I enjoy the texture of a protein shake? Yeah, like a milkshake texture. You know, like it's not, it's not like a soda, right? Like it's. Where, it you, has where its are you going texture. with this? Yeah. Just shut up and just shut up and answer my question. Do you enjoy the the texture? It's okay. If I'm being completely honest, yeah, I I don't like. I just try to down it as fast as I can. Yeah, All right, so see, it's not very enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. See. Okay. There. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Me neither. I always, I do drink a protein shake. Like I, uh, I'll you know mix it with some berries so I can enjoy it. But like sometimes I just down it because I just want to get it in my belly, right? And if I don't use the right milk, I'm not lactose intolerant. But like sometimes I'll just feel a little. Feel a little funny, right? Feel a little bloated, yeah. maybe. Sometimes feel bloated. a little bubbly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know because when I first started training, back back in my days, when I first started training, we went to <laughs> we used to work out in the railroad. No, but when I when I first started training, there was three flavors, maybe two flavors of protein: vanilla and chocolate. Maybe vanilla if you're chocolate. lucky, cookies and cream. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now I found out that there's now this subcategory of protein, uh, clear whey. Okay. So there's there's this company called Seek. S. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna promote them. Whatever. They're not paying us. But uh, Seek. And then there's also My Protein. My Protein has a clear whey line of protein, which is basically clear. clear. It tastes just like juice. Uh, juice. Juice. <laughs> like blue no, raspberry. Does it? Doesn't, no, it, it doesn't, does. It, 
It does Is not it taste really? good. I've tried it. it oh, okay. I ha- there you I go. Have, have you tried Seek or just my protein? My protein? What flavor? The lemonade? I haven't. So I bought I bought Seek. And I've been drinking mm. the blue raspberry for about a week. And it tastes delicious. I bought my, my protein yesterday. It'll be here on Wednesday. So Oof, tomorrow. Brother. But I bought, uh, I bought dragon fruit. I bought dragon fruit. <laughs> and I bought uh, cherry. You didn't like so it enough? What didn't you like about it? Loss. <laughs> it has a, like a very strong aftertaste. Like it stings. But you got lemonade. I didn't hear good things about yeah. lemonade. I heard good things about passion fruit and cherry. Okay, man. Good luck. Let us well, know. let me tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'll come back to you with the reviews. But I can tell you this as far as like taste and just enjoyment goes. Seek. The one I got. S-E-E-Q. Again, I'll, I'll just say their name. So if y'all want to check it out. But they're not paying us. But Blue Raspberry. 20 grams of protein, so not super high concentrate, but a scoop, 20 grams of protein, put it in some water, put it in the fridge so it can get nice and chilly. Bro, it's I, dr- I drink it with my meals. That's how good it is. So I'm just saying, for those of because I hate the texture of a protein shake too, for those of us, and there's some people who like it, for those of us who don't like it, um, especially like when you're fasting, you know, in us, like if you try to drink one right before you start fasting and like, if you don't get that glass of water right after you drink it, you get that like film in your mouth, you know, uh, or your breath just smells like milk. I mean, I'm just is saying, it, this is a, I, I, can't, I can't relate. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't? No. <laughs> to what? I mean, the, the protein? <laughs> what, like the after? Well, like you drink after- Fairlife. Fairlife is a little different. And I, and I drink unflavored protein. Ooh, well, just, you're yeah. you're a different, you're built different, buddy. I got to That's, gotta real, that. uh, yeah, that's uh, easier. Really, you just yeah. mix it with whatever you want. You just mix it with. Gator. I mean, we already talked about this. I don't know. Did you say times. mix it with? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. With yeah, Gatorade, you're, you're yeah, you're a different <laughs> breed, buddy. You're not. Uh, it tastes I'm better speaking, than your I'm speak- blue raspberry or whatever. You have seek. Seek. You say yeah, but you say it like it's my company. You, seek. You, you, you loved it so much that you you're trying to promote it here. Yeah, yeah I love it. I really, I really do, man. You're, you're taking away from Josh's meat to promote a company all right, that, all that doesn't right. even pay you. They don't even care about you. You know what? Anyways, this is this is for people listening now. If you wanna if you wanna taste protein that doesn't taste like uh, fucking milkshake every single day. Try the clear away stuff. Don't listen to us. Try the my protein stuff. I'll I'll I mean, let you know next week how my dragon people, fruit and cherry one. A lot of people have been asking. All right, all right, all right. We're done. A lot of people have been asking you about. about yeah. Hey, look, a lot of a lot of Your people have been asking me. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. What kind of protein do you recommend? Yeah. How do I get this milky taste out of my mouth? Who asked you? Who asked you? How many people asked you? So man, let me count them right now. Yeah. One. All right, that's good enough. There was one. Yeah, one me, and that was me. That was my separate. All right. I guess all since everyone's been asking, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. But yeah, good, good for you, Abe, for uh, finding an alternative to uh, chunky protein shakes. Dude, what kind of world yeah. do we live in? It's so crazy that now we have clear protein powder. Like, damn. I and mean, my boy Anas can have unflavored protein. He can mix it with his yogurt, his Gatorade. It's crazy, man. It's. Yeah. Anas has been on the unflavored kick for a long time. For a while. Yeah. A while. I haven't used it in a while, actually. It's been sitting there. Exactly, because it tastes like shit. Nothing. It tastes like nothing. <laughs> it tastes... You know what also tastes like nothing? Styrofoam, what? cardboard, um, <laughs> a 
clean yeah. asshole. Well, if, if you if you mix it with something, <laughs> it'll, it'll taste it'll taste like something. Yeah, it'll have some taste. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Thirty five kilograms, huh? Thirty five. Yeah, thirty five kg on the on the oh. total. Yeah, I, I know did more about you than you do, Josh. Dude, if I'm being less. honest, when I'm your when biggest I, fan. Um, when I made that recap, I was still kind of like dizzy and tired and like in pain. I just kind of like, you know, did some quick math and it didn't really add up. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I knew that it was like PRs across the board. I just didn't, you know, double check. <laughs> you have the numbers addition. there. You just didn't add them up right. Yeah, I just didn't uh, add uh, them. I'm like, oh, this sounds uh, good. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of break down Josh's meat. Get, get into the get into the Q and A with with Josh. Treat him treat him like he's not our co host, and you know, dig into his training and everything. Okay, well, yeah. So Josh, you um you competed this Saturday, huh? Um, how did I did. Uh, how did <laughs> I your you meat go, brother? <laughs> like that. Oh man, <laughs> you you trying to make it sound like an interview? Yeah, yeah. You're you're like, hey man, hey, Josh, you competed this well, yeah, that go? All you have to do is just ask him like, how did your meat go, and he'll just go and tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> it went, recovery, it, he got it. No, no, it went really well. Good and stuff. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go over. No, something. no. He, he got some went, stuff. Yeah. He got some good stuff this time. No, he got you. <laughs> it was. So should I go over like the whole day or like leading up to it? Well, what yeah, do you go, go up leading up to it, brother? Go um, training, then okay. going to the meet. So, leading up to it, um, I had been doing like um, test mock meets, like in the garage gym like leading up to it just to kind of see what I could do like average days whenever like I'm still like not in the best conditions and to see if I could like prep as well as I did in like a fully equipped powerlifting gym so uh I guess we'll start with like five weeks out I was totaling like low 1300s on like um not peaked not prepped just you know after work after um a whole uh block of stress and fatigue and didn't really um get any of that off so uh yeah 1370 1317 was like what i was putting up uh five weeks out so it's like okay so if I if I try to maybe hedge my numbers a little bit more and um, actually taper and peak a little bit better, manage my fatigue, manage my nutrition, um, I might come into it a little bit more prepared. And um, yeah, prep went well. Um, I was hitting like small PRs from week to week. I wasn't really trying to push like absolutes. I really took the uh, the Anos strategy and just you know each week maybe add a rep here, add some chips, add, add a, yeah, add a set here. Maybe use the the one point two five plates just to kind of chip you know a rep PR here or there. And um, did you throw your belt too to help? I didn't start throwing the belt until like two weeks out. Failure deadlift, oh. ten days yeah. out, twice. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah. you know, like couple like f- 
four weeks out, five weeks out, like you're still kind of fatigued. You're still trying to build like volume and build like a foundation. I don't really have the energy. I'm just kind of like in the trenches working. And then like two, two weeks out, that's when, you know, the intensity starts to ramp up. You're hitting singles and they're moving quick or you're hitting like PR triples and they're moving as they should, like, you know, two, three weeks out. And you're like, okay, it's getting exciting now. So, probably because you had the house, right? Like that probably helped um, with, the, with the taper and the peak. Yeah, so that helped quite a like, and I will say this too, like, um, Salma's mom bought like a, a bike when we moved in here. So like before like a stationary bike or like no, no, a riding like a bike? bike bike. Yeah, like a, oh, a nice. riding bike. So before all my training sessions, I would go and bike 20, 30 minutes, like around the neighborhood just to kind of like. I don't know, get blood flow and kind of like clear my head and like get into the, the mentality of like, all right, it's time to train. So I think that extra little bit of like, um, I don't know what you would call it, like general activity, like really helped to like cardio, um, mitigate uh, some fatigue and, you know, like help me be a little bit more prepared. Yeah. Like just mean like getting outdoors and like moving around. Yeah. Cause like what I what I felt like at the end of the meet from like compared to past meets where I you know was just like a potato, so I I still had like gas left in the tank. Like I didn't feel like like I still felt like I got hit by a truck, but I I felt like I could still like do stuff, you know. So really, yeah. Well, you you went hiking the day after too, right? Uh, I went on a walk. A walk. I wouldn't say, yeah, yeah I wouldn't say I went <laughs> on like a full on hike. Right. But I, I walked the dogs. And yeah, that was about all I did. But yeah, so I think the bike helped. Um, having the home gym helped in the sense that like, uh, I had more control over the quality of my sessions. So like we've talked about before in the past how like you know when you go to commercial gyms or powerlifting gyms sometimes you have to wait on equipment sometimes you have to you know kind of um change the routine of your uh workout because you know you can't squat first because everyone's squatting or you can't deadlift yeah. first because everyone's using the platform so you gotta wait so with having the home gym, like I started my sessions like right like at like six thirty to seven, like every day, like without fail. You know, and then I was done at pretty much like um eight thirty nine and then I was sleeping pretty regularly. So the home gym helped in in a sense of like it equalized my schedule, which I haven't really had because of like school and work and you know so i think the thing that the home gym really helped with was um having more of a balance and um, control over uh, my training factors so even though i didn't train on like you know the best of equipment kind of a, a budget combo rack and uh, mm -hmm. iron plates hey man don't talk don't talk down on the rack that's good rack <laughs> yeah, I, actually like Strangely enough, like, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it, like, 
when we get to the meat portion. But um, benching on this rack is harder than benching on the TSS. Is like like when when I was benching on the TSS, like yeah. stuff felt so easy. Like it was like a cheat code. Like <laughs> I would unrack the weight. I'd kind of relax my scaps a bit. I'd I'd brace every get my leg drive right. Then I'd groove the bar just right, and then press, and it would just like f- just fly off my chest. Josh, I have a like, question though. Uh, yeah. I, maybe I misheard you, but I thought you said no. Nowhere did I hear you say that the rigor mortis sleeves helped normalize your <laughs> schedule. Um, no. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of confused. Did you did you buy the sleeves? Um, first and then your schedule just started to get more consistent because i'm hearing you say things like oh i trained consistently and uh you know i didn't i did progressive overload and things like but i'm not hearing what products you bought oh man yeah. did you get I the eat... protein the clear protein or yeah, did I you eat... get <laughs> yeah did you get did you mix your protein. unflavored protein with some fuck yeah it is bougie yeah. but did you mix your unflavored protein with like all these like, you know a cake i don't know eggs i'm just curious mm-hmm. like I mean, y'all know that, you know, I don't have the best diet in the world. So a lot of my training sessions were fueled by like candy and <laughs> caffeine. Nice. Well, did your, did your body weight Chocolate. fluctuate uh, during your training or did you stay at the same body weight? Like what, what no, was it, your... What it was stayed your pretty like? much the same. So what was my this diet? This was just for fun, like? right? Yeah, oh. I'm just curious. Like, did you, like, did you cut? Did you have to bulk or anything? Oh, I mean... Usually my body weight um, sitting normally is like 175, but um, so I had plenty of room to to um, grow into the uh, the weight class. But I mean, I I make sure to hit my protein goal for the day, and that's about it. That's yeah. about all that I track, like just protein. protein. Yeah, protein. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, like these past couple blocks i really haven't like used nutrition as like a major tool to help me just because like i have so much room to grow into the uh uh 82 and a half class and i mean like i'm making leaps and strides in training so it's not really something that i've had to like look at as a like okay is this like a limiting factor yet so yeah but what else what else what else did i do differently well aside um, from what you did differently your training was did you follow templates or did you just kind of craft it based off your own individual needs uh no i used um data that i kind of accumulated over the past few years so I looked at like trends in like previous blocks to see like okay where was I the strongest what rep ranges worked for me um what uh what else what kind of accessories within the limitations of my home gym could I perform and then yeah just crafted a block based on all that and I mean you know didn't change too much and just ran it to a T. Tried not to miss too many sessions. 
Do you, do you usually do a lot of singles in training? Or like, do you only do singles close to the meet? Oh, yeah, only... I'll, I'll do... I call them like test singles to see like where I'm at. But I, I don't do very many singles when I'm um, out of uh, competition. So I'll maybe test singles at like a, at the end of a block. If I if I like feel like it or I just feel like I, you know, maybe want to see if I make some progress. But um, yeah, for pure off-season work, uh, the reps and the sets don't really change too, too much. I try to keep it where um, I train in optimal reps and sets. So, yeah, don't really use singles too, too much. So, so you looked at your last meet prep based off of that? Uh, last meet prep and then last like three or four blocks and kind of made some some educated guesses as to like okay why did this feel like this this past block and um what could i have uh done better and what are like the reps like what are the uh, total amount of reps that like i've been like strongest in without sacrificing like technique or fatigue and still kind of come out like on top that I could progress week to week. So I, I gave myself a lot of leeway also in terms of like um, how to how to build. So, you know, I think that helped quite a bit too. What, what do you mean like how to build? So um, I wouldn't give myself like, um, I guess like weight caps. So it's like if if I had like a good week, you know, I could try for like a little bit more, like to try and um, chip a rep PR, chip a, like a weight PR. And like if I didn't have like a good week, you know, just meeting the bare minimum sometimes would be enough. So I was I was like lenient in, in the terms of like, yeah this is like what I should be doing. But as long as I kind of stay within this range, you know, taking a little bit more, or a little bit less, isn't really going to deviate too far from the plan. So you had like RPE based training with an idea, with a number in mind that you had like a range um, that you were going to hit that day. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then you bought the rigor mortis leaves. And then, and then I bought the two XL, SBD sleeves. 2XS. <laughs> 2XS, there you go. Yeah, yeah, 2XS. So you, can, you just had a mate on you. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Now, that's that's, that's, that's that's nice to hear that. Um, and it's uh, the 35 kg increase uh, for training in your in your own space. It's kind of it's kind of kind of crazy. You know, it's almost as if, um, you know, the dad gains that I was I was supposed to get, you got them. I gave them oh, to you. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, isn't that the whole thing that dad games come? I gave them I to mean, you. I mean, like, okay, I'll take it. Whatever, man. You should have some dad games too, but yeah, sure. That's fine. I'm not, it's not about me. This episode's about you. I, mean, well, I, had, my, I had my piece yeah. about the clear protein and the nuts. Yeah, he's too, he's too busy dad. drinking yeah. his protein. 
I hey, mean, man, I'm you also, drinking entire yeah, gallons of it. Yeah. You also <laughs> got to remember, like, the last time I competed was 2019. So, like, really? This is like, Wait, this is I like thought a, you competed, like, last year. Yeah, no. The whole last pandemic uh, no. happened, man. No, yeah. 2019, like, I looked back on my my posts, and it was, um, it's been, yeah, since 2019. Which yeah. one? You, you did the Europa. The Euro, yeah, before it became the Ubu. The Ubu. Okay, that yeah. was that was 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. That makes sense. Crazy. Checks yeah. out. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty massive PR, but when you extrapolate that out, it comes out to about like 20 pounds a year, which is, that's pretty good. Yeah. 20 pounds a year onto your uh, meat PR. 20 Total pounds a year PR. while going through school yeah. and work and everything. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Major, major yeah. life changes like buying a house and new career and. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's inspirational uh, that you're able to. I mean, not yeah. not lying. Whenever I saw the increases you had, I was like, "Wow, that's that's good." It's good to know that yeah, there's really not just because you take some time off from competing doesn't mean that your training isn't really you know being utilized, right? Because would you say that? Oh. I don't know. I mean, over the, over the past few years, would you say that your training? <laughs> has always been towards the pursuit of increasing your numbers uh, or were there times oh. where you had to like run on uh, on kind of like an autopilot uh, always i mean i've said it before in previous podcasts that like the total at the end of the day if you're a powerlifter like that's that's the end goal is to keep pushing the total so like yeah while i was in school there were times where i had to scale back and just do like the bare minimum just to be able to maintain strength just to know like okay my total isn't going going down but um yeah there were times where i couldn't like push numbers and just kind of maintaining what i had was was the goal and i would say that was like a majority of like while i was in school it's like okay I'm not really training for anything. I'm not really prepping for anything. I mean, I can use test singles every now and then just to know, like, I still got it. And then whenever the time is right, uh, go compete and uh, ball out. It just sounds like you're actually auto-regulating, where people think they're actually using, like, RPE and auto-regulation, but they're not. They just kind of come in every week with, like, a number in mind. And, like, if I... If I hit this at the RPE, good. If I, like, the weight is going to be loaded on the bar regardless. It's going to be at the RPE or it's going to be higher. Like, it's, ne- it's never going to be, um, like, they never adjust, but it sounds like you were adjusting. When you were in school, even, like, when you said, like, in the meat prep, you had some leeway where you come in. You're like, okay, like, if this feels fantastic, I'm going to go higher than the plan. If it's, like, feels like, like, feels terrible i'm just gonna go with something conservative um how, how did that work out for you do you think like you would have made the same amount of progress if you just came in every week with a planned number in like in mind and you're just like i'm just gonna hit this no matter what you think you would have made the same amount of progress or you think adjusting when you had to um and taking like the good days like going above when you felt good and going below when you weren't feeling good you think that helped I think it helped a bit because I'm one of those that like when I see a hard number kind of cap like and it's supposed to quote unquote feel a certain way and it doesn't I kind of 
I kind of get into my head and I'm like, fuck, why did it move like worse or how come it moved too easy? And I start trying to like nitpick and like, I can't just accept that like sometimes, you know, a, a number will just feel a certain way. And yeah, I think the little extra leeway in my training kind of um, mentally kind of helped me to prepare like week to week like as long as I'm building and I'm having more good sessions than bad sessions and I'm not missing anything that that more so helped than like having hard number like hard number caps like from week to week so so if you had like those uh like planned numbers and you just went for them every week and like I think like you would have probably overshot like a week, like a couple of weeks, right? Like if you had like some, um, right. like a like a plant progression, would you say that? Right. Would you say like you would have overshot? Probably, because in yeah. my head I'd be like, oh, okay, five pounds a week or two and a half or however many pounds a week. You mm-hmm. know, maybe I can sustain it linearly. But, um, you know, in reality, sometimes that's not the case, so. Yeah, so I, how I was think, it in reality? Like, was it was it actually like it was it linear? Or was it like kind of just like you had some dips and like you came back up? Because uh, like with most powerlifters who are like mainly um, like they have like a like a low stress job, everything is consistent. Like they can predict like the training is more predictable. But like for you, mm-hmm. maybe like stress at work was high some weeks, so um, you probably had to adjust. Oh, so going many, into those sessions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, many times I had to do that. Sometimes I'd get home late, hard day. I was like, shit, like, <laughs> I don't know if I can progress from last week. So mm-hmm. um, did I have a lot of those sessions? I, I would say it's like 50-50 because there are times like I, I can't predict like the work schedule. So mm-hmm. like, but in those cases where I did have to kind of uh, decrease the weight or kind of take a step back, um, I just readjusted for it in training. Like mm-hmm. if I had enough um, time um, out from the meet, I wouldn't like let it get to me. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm, I don't really have the time or the energy or the patience to take this heavy deadlift day right now. So I'll just mm-hmm. move it to tomorrow and everything will just be pushed back a day. And, you know, oh, yeah. it's, yeah. I mean, so that was like the, an adjustment you made to kind of just keep the weight, like yeah. progressing from week to week. Yeah, yeah. So like, I would want to keep it progressing, if at mm-hmm. all possible. So what I would do if like I just was mentally and physically beat, I would just be like, you know what? Instead of beating the shit out of myself and possibly not making these numbers, it's mm-hmm. fine to just take a rest day, okay. eat kind of chill out do it tomorrow like even though it's not you know ideal in terms of like falling on the specific days that i wanted sometimes you have to change that just to be able to um force progression but yeah i mean that's that's a part of like auto regulation you could either like regulate the like the weight on the bar on the day or if you just like if you have the option to move it and like get some more recovery in like that's a that's another part of auto regulation like it doesn't have to be um it's not strictly to like weight on the bar 
So it's kind of interesting to kind of see like what strategies you used to kind of keep your training going um, for someone yeah. who has like a more someone who's like a busy life who wants to compete but can't really stick to like a strict schedule. Like the variables are probably not gonna not gonna be consistent all the time. So like those are like some of the strategies you've used. Like maybe move the days. Have you used um, like load regulation where like where you kind of like if the day doesn't feel good, maybe week one you hit whatever like four fifty. Week two you're like um like work was pretty busy. I'm probably gonna have to scale it back. Have you ever had to scale it back to like from like four fifty go down to like four thirty, four forty the the following week? Or like was it always going up? Is just um there were have you had like you know, mm-hmm. yeah um there were a few let me see there were a few days where i had to do that where i had to go down and load but mm-hmm. i i will say i kind of used that as like a, a last resort type of tool because mm-hmm. like look kind of like we were talking about like with the the numbers thing like i just i get in my head like so I start overthinking when it's like, okay, well, why can't I progress from last week if it moved this well versus this? So like there were times I would say maybe like in the beginning of the block where I would have to kind of adjust the load, especially for like, um, what is it, for bench frequency since I do like to bench quite a bit like trying to find like the load to use as like my primary and like my starting point like i did it took like i would say like two weeks to kind of figure out like two to three to figure out like okay is this where i need to start is this where i need to start kind of so i had to scale it back quite a bit so as to give myself some room to to kind of grow into like a peaked ready to go bench so Mm -hmm. yeah have you used any other strategies as far as like instead of like the moving days like was one thing just to kind of give yourself more recovery and like you said the like adjusting the load would be like a like a last resort because like you you get into your head like was there anything else like any other strategies you would use to kind of keep your training momentum going Mm. No, that was about it. I mean, just, you know, trying to, um, you know, normalize as much as I could and keep as many variables under control as I could within training. That was like, th- that was like all the, the rest, like the other tool that like I probably used was just trying to do like the same exact thing. Because I knew like with the home gym, since you know it's just me and sama and john sometimes like i can i can normalize the way i do things versus Mm -hmm. like when i'm in the commercial gym sometimes i have to move things around so like if if i um normally squat first and then i bench or deadlift and then i do my accessories i really really tried to normalize getting that pattern down so like I really tried to not deviate from like um the training I guess routine the daily training routine once I started training cuz like I sometimes like 
you know, like I, I had a habit of doing that because I'd been in commercial gyms for the past four years. So it's like, you know, you're kind of crunched on time, especially being in school. So you're like, well, if I can't squat, I can't sit here for like 20 minutes. So I got to go do something else. Yeah, so. I think it just speaks to your your uh, your drive or the the it's not motivation. What is it? It's it's, it's like it's experience. People always say, yeah, it's like you know, you know what you got to do. You go into the gym, you get it done. Like I think it'd be easy for people to get distracted training at the training at their house. I think it just yeah, it just it just speaks to the fact that you know if, what you got to do. If I wanted these data points to be valid, like there needed to be some kind of structure. I can't like guesstimate, you know. So, like, I'm already not training with, like, you know, ideal, quote-unquote, ideal equipment. So, I need to try to standardize as much as I could to be able to predict on meet day. Like, okay, this is going to show up. This is going to show up, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That you, you, what do you, when you say these data points, like, did you track your previous week and look at it, like, your next week, like, how did did it just look like notes did it look like just the numbers that you hit like what what sort of tracking and data points did you have yeah so like on on all my previous blocks i try to kind of objectively like you know like if this set i felt like was too fatiguing or if this rep range didn't feel right or if i feel like i i was doing like too many um sets or reps i try to keep those those note logs kind of from block to block that way I can kind of reference them kind of quickly as I'm making a new block that way I can kind of, you know, hone in on like what works for me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so what did you find as far as like what works for you and what doesn't work? Have you found like anything interesting? Like, have you found like for squats, like you respond best to like a certain rep scheme or, like a certain intensity on deadlift or like anything like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I found that I actually, like, I do kind of a little bit better having three squat days a week, which is kind of weird. So I have, like, a comp-specific day, like, kind of like a, a, a technique-specific day, and then... Um, I was using the SSB a lot because of all the benching I was doing. Like it was still kind of frying my back, but I still wanted to kind of fit in because like I don't really get in too much volume on squats. Like it's maybe like a couple like triples, maybe like a top double, and then maybe like one or two back down sets. But it's it's not a lot of volume. So I was like, I feel like for my squats, I need like a little bit more practice without kind of taxing my back, which is kind of why I wanted the SSB. Mm, so right. and you got the you got the Titan or you get the rep fitness? Which one do you get? So it's a Bells of Steel one. Oh, the Bells of Steel one. That one's nice. Yeah. Does it have the knurled handles or is that um No 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 the Cerakote it has a Cerakote, black Cerakote bar before the yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's heavy uh, it doesn't as have like fuck, dude. Right. It's so heavy. It's a pain in the ass to move around. It's 25 kilos. Do you have bar oh. storage? Like, do you have any like vertical or like wall mounted bar storage? Or where do you keep your bars? I put it in the little um, barbell holder on the little like triangle rack. 
There's oh, like okay, a little okay. bar holder in the middle. So I'll put nice. it in there. So yeah. you're you, you hit a lot of uh, safety squat bar uh volume on your on your non comp specific days? Yeah. Like I was I was doing those up until like um two weeks out and then mm, two or three weeks out and then I, I just um getting closer to the meet, I just subbed it in for like another comp specific squat day. Hmm. And it it seemed to work out, so yeah. So how did you find out that you respond better to three times than two times? Like, did you just decide like out of nowhere? Like, I'm gonna try three times a week squatting, or like, were you feeling like the squat didn't feel like felt detrained or anything? Like, any signs did you use? Yeah. You- so it it didn't. So I would do it where like. I would squat like every other day. So it was like either Tuesday, Thursday or uh, Monday, Wednesday. And I kept that schedule um, through school quite a bit. And it just felt like the weekend would, would be too much time uh, passed. And like the the movement itself would just feel kind of foreign to me. So mm-hmm. like I, um, and then at that time I was still kind of, I've never really dropped the bench frequency too too much. So I mean, I mean I can knock out bench sessions relatively quick. So I I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do like another barbell squat because of my back. So um they had the SSB at Club 4 uh the commercial gym, so I just I was like, hey, I'll try it. Like I I might as well and it seemed to have um, held over that kind of weekend lapse and yeah. without squatting. And I was like, okay, well, it seems to work. So yeah, it was so your, a... thought, your thought process was like, okay, my, my squat feels detrained like after a few days off, but my back also kind of hurts squat. from squatting. So maybe I'll use, <laughs> maybe I'll use uh, SSB squats. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's very simple. Like when people, people try to overthink everything and it's like most of the yeah. time it's like, we're like, just look at like the most obvious answer. Yeah. Like yeah. And the obvious <laughs> like, answer is to get rigor mortis sleeves. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the first thing I started actually doing first while I was at Club Four is they had the nice uh, hammer squat. strength belt squat. So yeah, I was using that, but like I was like, yeah, this. I mean, my my quads it's are not fucking, quite enough. Yeah, like they're 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 huge as fuck, but I I'm still like. <laughs> Like my ass looks good, but my my squat still feels <laughs> kind of detrained. <laughs> maybe so. you need to build your back up more. Maybe. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and it, it it's to this day it's still working. Like I've been running this kind of strategy for. I want to say for almost like a year now, and it's it's still paying off dividends. So I'm not I'm not changing it. So, yeah. So so you found the frequency from like how the movement feels under the bar. If you squat twice a week, it feels sluggish. You're like, okay, I mean, I need like another squat day. It's like low stress. Back takes a hit from low bar squats, so do something a little bit more um, like. I guess quote unquote quad dominant or like just yeah. shifts the load a little bit more in front of right. you. Yeah. Like that without, was like the top kind of, mm. Yeah, without taxing the back. So yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Did now you find so. anything? Uh huh. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to get after this I wanted to get into actual like meat day. 
Yeah. I was going to ask about like the other lifts. Like, did you find anything else on deadlifts or bench? Something similar, like with the like with the squat pattern. Like, did you find like a frequency on bench or rep scheme or deadlifting? Yeah. So I found with deadlifts, um, I actually need like a little bit more rest time. So like the time between I can do like another heavy deadlift session, I used to think was like um, three to four days, mm-hmm. but I pushed it out to um, five days like between each heavy deadlift session and um it works a lot better than um kind of cramming them together so 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 you don't have okay i'm kind of curious because just to clarify so usually people have like one primary deadlift session like a heavy session and like Mm -hmm. your frequency is twice a week right right yeah so like one heavy session and you have like a like a secondary easier deadlift session Right. So how it's structured. Okay, so how do you so do you push heavy on only on the primary days like or the secondary days as well? And like if you because you're saying like you space it out five days in between, but if it's like a primary day from primary day, like that's seven days. Um it's like what do you what do you mean about that spacing, the five day spacing? So like if I wanted to hit like another like heavy ish deadlift, like 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 let's say I go to like 80, 85% ish of like comp max. Like if I wanted to push past that 80 to 85, I would need like at least five days. So like the way I would do it is like the, the I guess like the second deadlift day would mm-hmm. need to um, either be lower than that percentage or not taxing enough to where like I could recover for that um, five day mark. Does that make sense? Okay, but that second day, like you usually, sometimes you would push it hard. Like you I would push yeah. both yeah. deadlift days heavy? Yeah. So oh, okay. Sometimes I would. Very rarely would I do that just because like I want the good deadlift day to stay the good deadlift day. So like for my second day, I would usually use that day to either build up some, some volume or mm-hmm. to work on like technique stuff. So, so did you like, have like a like a like a load like you would cap it at to kind of keep that second like the primary day feeling strong, or you push it initially, then kind of dial it back towards the end when you want your primary day to to show up? Maybe like on week four, for example, you want your like your primary deadlift day to show up. So like your week three secondary deadlift day, you pull back. Yeah. Um, like or are you just gonna push it all the way through? No, no, that second, that second day, I would definitely like pull it back that way. Like I, I want it. I'm like, I'm skeptical of like, I, I don't want to like tax my back that hard that like, if my primary day sucks, like, oh, it's just going to fuck everything up. So like, I would um, not really like cap the load, but like, I would only push it up to like, a certain extent of what I did like on my heavy day. So like, let's say if I pulled like 500 on like my heavy day, mm-hmm. I would, I would be kind of hesitant to like come up to like 470, 480, just because mm-hmm. like I want that time to recover still without having my back toasted. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, was it like, did you have like an amount of stress for deadlifts per week? So like if you're like primary day is like 60% stress, 
on week one and 40% on secondary day. Then like week two, maybe it's like 70, 30. Week three, maybe it's like 75, 25. Then like close to week four, it's like 100%, like 90%, 10, something like that. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not like 90% taper or Mm. yeah, yeah. So at the beginning, when like stress is low, like week one, you're probably not lifting as heavy on the primary. You would push the secondary day more. Like you would still push the secondary. Uh, Then like once it gets to the end, you're like, okay, I'm pushing that one heavy. I need to dial this one back. Yeah, they kind of get further apart. So like in the beginning, like the load is kind of pretty similar. Like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to like, okay, well, they they just look the same. But then as like you get deeper into the block, like, they start to separate out more and more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's because like if you if you do it like in my mind, if you do it that way, the load at the end of the block should should be close to the load that you hit week one. So like if week one, like you're doing five hundred for a single and then by like block by by week four or five, you're doing it for volume, it should like in theory be like okay you know so like yeah like within the whole week like within between the two days you mean not yeah between uh, the two days yeah between the two days okay yeah it's like the stress i mean you mean like the deadlift stress within the week stays the same but some days some weeks it's like higher on that primary um like i said like 60 40 then like maybe towards the end like the percentage is different where it's like 90 10 or something like that right right Mm -hmm. yeah that's right yeah Nice, 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 nice. So okay, Ipsan, what's up? Yeah, meet day, meet you day. You had eight, you went eight for nine, and I know that you know you generally you, you had a pretty much perfect day. It yeah. sounds like it, like you weren't stressed, you didn't feel like you got hit by a huge truck at the end of it, like you got hit by a truck, but it wasn't a big one. Um, yeah. what happened on the second squat that you missed? Man, that second squat was a fluke, dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 haters, <laughs> fast, haters in the USB field. What the. F- like so okay so i was getting i got my first and my third two to one so um i knew i was cutting them kind of high because like i was warming up and daniel and kevin were kind of helping me out and like i did my um my second to last warm-up and daniel pulled me she's like uh, you you kind of uh-huh, need to buddy. sink it like another inch. I just kind of like brushed it off. I'm like, whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't bring you here for your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so I take my opener. It moves the way an opener should. And it's two to one. And um, I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's kind of strange. I guess I am cutting it a little high on my, um, my right side. And... Um, Take the plan jump, 195, 205. Like, I've taken that jump in training, like, many a times. Um, and I miss it two to one, and I only get a white from the center. I'm like, oh, shit. I guess I am kind of <laughs> yeah. I guess I am kind of high. Yeah. yeah. But at that, so here was my thing. I was like, okay, I'm not going to get any of my squats past Jeff, who is on the, <laughs> the right side. So I'm like the strategy in Did my he head get out was of his like, chair and like bend over was, sideways. I was like, I'm not gonna try to convince him that I'm hitting depth. I'm gonna convince <laughs> him that I'm gonna sit into that <laughs> right <laughs> side a little. So, so I like uh, when I when I went down, I kind of like, 
you you know when you kind of shift your weight a little bit to kind Shit. Of, uh, you did the uh, announce yeah, you, <laughs> you intentionally shifted it to your right side you intentionally <laughs> <Yeah>. shifted <laughs> just, yeah, just like dude. a bit Bro, like that's, that's some advanced stuff dude like yeah, you never get anyone do that it's like you know what i'm just gonna hit depth knowledge. on my right side i don't want to hit depth on the left side this <laughs> is like yeah, one, yeah. one he, hip he is released, like 10 inches high the other hip he is like below the depth. inner chakra gates on his right side so he was able to go a little lower because like <laughs> i was hilarious. i was talking to daniel and sama and i'm like to be honest i didn't really change much from my second to my third but i was like but what i did do was like i tried to shift my my knee forward like a little bit more and kind of mm. open my and just like get that little extra like that little extra divot so that yeah, like yeah, it yeah. looks convincing oh yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. i guess the trick is actually i asked someone because like even like i was handling edgar and i thought his quads like were close but like he was getting three whites for, for everything i was like okay whatever like i'm not gonna <laughs> like, whatever. i'm not gonna yeah, i'm not, not gonna complain yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're, not gonna, like, you're not gonna dispute like, that yeah, then Maddie was like, "Yeah, like he goes so fast, I can't tell." I was like, "Oh, bet, okay." <laughs> I guess like that's a secret. I guess that's a secret. You just have to, you just have to go fast as hell. Yeah, so they don't, so they can't tell. They'll give you the benefit yeah, of the doubt. They can't tell. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, that's, that's funny. Though. You're just like, I'm gonna hit yeah, depth yeah. on that right side, left side. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So the I just learned like, something. Yeah, I was just like, I haven't gotten a white light from them, so I might as well just like stop trying to like. Instead of like expend energy and like make it like perfect, like I'm I'm gonna shoot for two to one again. Like uh, I keep I keep getting yeah. it past the center. You know, like I just have to convince one side, one nice. other side, and then I'm I'm good. I'm golden. You do a pistol yeah. squat <laughs> with one leg. It's like, it's like yeah, forget that left. Side. Forget that other side. Just, this one. This just one. like what that's the hell? Side. Good. <laughs> red, yeah, red, I'm yeah. telling you, that's that's how you know Josh is so experienced. Like he's been lifting for ages. Yeah. Like you never hear anyone talk about hitting depth on one side versus the other side. You just tell he's like, okay, you know what? I got called. I got a. I got two reds. I'm just gonna go deeper. For him, it's yeah, like no. I want to use. I want to. I want to use like the most efficient way. I'm just gonna get two like two whites. Next step of that would be asking yeah. the judges which sides. Like, hey, could y'all? I want this one on my left oh, side. Man. I want that one yes. on my right side. Then my, my, my left next side is usually too. higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But other than that, the day was smooth, Josh. It doesn't sound like you were stressed, or it doesn't sound like they sound like the bench was so sticky, and it sound. I mean, it doesn't seem like you have any issues on deadlift. Yeah, the, but... the rest of the day was smooth, like. After my squats, like after I got that that shit show out of the way, like it was it was smooth sailing. Like, um, yeah, I I ate. Daniel brought me a banana, and then Salma came with some uh, chicken tenders from from uh, Waterburger. Oh. So I ate that, yeah. and I had some extra body weight. Chicken and, tenders um, on meat day. That's yeah, that's nice level too. No. Yeah, man. Josh I had a little bit of extra fluff. I felt good, you know. Drink some water. Drink some more um, Gatorade. You know, you had the OG single one. Yeah. What was the plan for the squat? The squat third. If you if you got that two hundred five on your second, what were you gonna do? Because right, you, yeah, yeah, you repeated oh, it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Now said I had at least five to seven, which I agreed with. I was like, yeah, that's that's probably right. But like, um, the play on third was gonna be two fifteen. So, like, I had, in training, like, I had done that jump, 
I think at least two to three times where I went 195, 205, 315. Yeah. And um, so I, I was pretty like, I was pretty acclimate. I knew what it was going to feel like. But the thing was, the reason I retook it was like, I don't know if I can do that strategy with like almost like a maximal. Yeah, it's still like, I don't know if I trust myself that much because like I only have enough mental bandwidth to either grind or like use the the, the strat. So like the, the thing I would hate is like I fucking grind RPE like French lifter. But, I'm like but you dying on the way up, and yeah, then I rack it. You could have got depth on your left side, but not your right side. No. <laughs> then you better yet, I just, yeah, I just get stapled and I just fucking die. Good morning, it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah so, I mean, based yeah. based on your like how you usually pick attempts on midday, like I knew you would have gone up like five to seven. I don't think you would have gone for the like for the whole yeah. ten. Yeah. Because uh, like usually, usually a little bit conservative. Like you want to hit your attempts. Um. So like I'm, I thought like you would hit whatever, like four sixty four, four sixty nine ish, um, if if you got that second bench yeah. went pretty well, um, three four three one forty seven, big PR, big um, PR seven and a half yeah. kilos, yeah, no, no kidding. So I I was just gonna be happy with having one forty five, but like the way one forty two and a half moved, I was like, yeah, I have at least five. Like yeah, I looked at I'm Jade, you got it. I'm like, yeah, I got, I got five in the tank. Like, just give me 147 and a half. Like, were you telling your, were you telling Daniel what to, what to put on the bar, like verbatim, like, hey, put this. Oh no, no, I, I was, I picked it. I went yourself. And, okay. Yeah, I picked right. it myself. Yeah, I kind of knew after the lift was over. I'm like, okay, like I have this much left in the tank. I can take this kind of jump because like, it was the same kind of jumps I'd kind of been acclimating to. In the home so, so you've you've hit four seventy squat in training. You've hit three twenty five or three twenty bench 320. in the gym. I've only and, hit three twenty. Yeah. Okay. So, so your bench yeah. got a little boost from that TSS pad. What yeah, you hit TSS on deadlifts? Pad, I hit. I went two thirty seven and a half. Oh, in training. In training. In yeah. tra- training heaviest I hit was five seventy, and I ended with two sixty, which is like five seventy three. Yeah. So yeah, well, by that point, it, yeah, and it I, moved I pretty felt, well. The deadlift, oh, very well. Yeah. yeah, by that point, I had um, like eaten and drank enough. Like by the time I was um, warming up for my deads, like there's a hole on the the prong, like I try to get to, and like I couldn't even like pull to that <laughs> to yeah. that hole. So I'm like, damn, this is gonna be good. <laughs> too, too much fried chicken. <laughs> too much fried chicken. Chicken tenders. So like, I, I took tenders. my like my like uh, last warm up, and like I I swear I almost broke the fucking kid's foot next to me because like, <laughs> I pulled it so fast good, and dude. I just like yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, dropped it. Him. And the the guy handling the platform was like, "Whoa, slow down, buddy!" I was like, like "Move, sorry. Oh, yeah." Where about you move? You should have just did what a Nas does and kick him off the platform, dude. <laughs> but there was like this one guy had his phone on the floor next to like the right by the, board. the squat rack. He's like, Oof. "Yeah, just watch out for that phone." I was like, "Bro, like there's plates everywhere. There's oh, people like hey, watch out for my phone. Yeah, that phone's gonna get annihilated." That's on the floor. Like, brother, put it somewhere <laughs> else. Hell? Put it in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Deadlifts were great. Like they were, they were flying. Like. 
Yeah, I felt like shit, but like they were they were moving by that time. Probably that that the chicken the chicken strip. No, no, we'll ask Zap next time. Okay. Okay. Because if chicken if chicken strips are good, if chicken strips is an optimal I mean, like food. I mean, I didn't yeah. ask her to get like she just asked if I wanted food, and I told her yes, and she just oh. brought chicken tenders, and I was like, okay. I'll chicken tenders it is <laughs> i love how the, I'm glad you had a good meal i'm glad you had a good dinner too or good yeah. lunch yeah like a good dinner yeah so i mean yeah it was kind of nerve-wracking closing out the set the session too i was like daniel Ooh, was like last big puller he kept going he he's like bro yeah you're the last dead little you you read i'm like dude like what <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, okay. No pressure, right? Yeah, right. You just close out the whole meet. All right. So if you don't get this, we're all going to be really whole disappointed. Meet, but the the flight, you know. No, same thing. The, yeah. Everyone left after you pulled. Ah, that's not Bro, true. I was getting so hyped <laughs> watching Josh get hyped after his deadlifts. I was like, damn, like I'm, I'm like sucking in that energy. Like, you were like, I'm gonna go. Him. He's like, you're dumb. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yes. Oh, no, yes. yes. More, more of yes. that. More of that. And lifters are like, hey, what do I, I was... do for my last warm up? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You see Josh do that. Do that. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, by that time too, like I was salty. Like I'd had time to kind of ruminate over Jeff not giving me like any white lights the entire time. I was like, man, like. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Jeff was pretty fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want to know what he saw, but it seemed like he was like fairly. Um, I think I don't know. Jeff is usually pretty lenient too as a judge. So I mean, I don't know, Josh. Maybe that left side. this is Josh's day. Let's just let's no, let's like, give it to him. Man. I'll I'll take it because oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, jo- it's, it's, it's Jeff's. It's fault. Jeff. It's yeah, Jeff. Yeah, it's yeah, Jeff. Hundred yeah. percent Jeff. Jeff yeah, secretly yeah. didn't want yeah. Josh to win, but guess what? Yeah. Josh still won two to one. Yeah, nah, Jeff is yeah. still my boy. He he yeah. came up to me. He's like, "You forget how to squat, my boy." I'm like, "Just just on <laughs> you your forget side, how to squat. just on your side." <laughs> <laughs> like I redeemed myself with that last one. Like I wouldn't, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to live with it if I got two to one again. But yeah, you know, I, I, I thought the judging was pretty solid, especially because like, like I had Edgar. Um, Edgar actually had a, had a really really good day um, nice. on his last deadlift. Um, so I was watching from like Maddie's side, like from the right side, and like he yeah. locked it out kind of weird. It looked kind of soft. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be close." <laughs> I'm like, so mm-hmm. I look at the, I look at the, I look at the, um, the lights. He gets uh, yeah. one. He gets no, no. He gets one red. I was like, you know what? Oh. Like that's completely fair. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> good karma. I thought like he would actually. Yeah, I thought he would get actually. Two, I don't know if he would have got two reds, but it looked pretty close. Like I can see. Anas goes up to the judges, ready to start yelling. <laughs> what do you mean? What? Oh, wait. Actually, oh, oh, what do you mean? Okay. Give him. Yeah. Oh, he deserved oh. a red. red. Give him oh, a red. red. More. That wasn't good. That wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. Battle Axe seemed like it was a really good meet. I mean, they're 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 putting on some really good USAPL meets. It's better than last yeah. time. It's better than the last yeah, meet, yeah. man. Last time was brutal. Like They're learning. I was, I was there all day with Sama. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm hoping, like, when they kind of started late, later, I was kind of like, dang, I'm going to be here till like 10 o'clock, like last time. No, Frank, quick. <laughs> but, it was yeah, quick. It, it went two it sessions. Went quick. Um, yeah. Live stream, um, better spotters and hand, like spotters and loaders. Um, judging was the same. Judging was pretty fair. Uh, warm up room, a little bit. I mean, th- there's it's, not it's there's a, a lot space. of room in the back, but yeah. like it gets the job done. 
Um, I, I think they did better than like the last meet yeah. they ran. Um, so they're they're yeah. improving. So that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. The guys yeah. I was warming up to were were really like, dude, they were on point. Like, shout out that guy that was helping. Like, I don't know his name. I'm just gonna assume like he worked that battle axe, but like that guy was keeping like everyone on to like it worked like clockwork. Like I was. I was firing on all cylinders in the warm-up room thanks to that guy nice. and then Kevin Daniel helping so yeah all right. yeah it was it was it was good like, Josh, you, was you good. close this out you give us any final thoughts and then you you close this out uh yeah you want a 35 kg meat PR like don't compete for four years and cash out all at once <laughs> <laughs> chicken tenders if, yeah chicken tenders banana uh, lots of caffeine, uh, lots of cereal, lots of Rice Krispies. Uh, that's how I do it. But you know, it's uh, all in all, it was a good meet. Uh, Thirteen forty nine total. So coming for fourteen now. Fourteen's next. Um, yeah. If you uh, want to check out Chalk My Back, check us out on Instagram at Chalk My Back listen to us every tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. i checked it the other day you type in chalk my back on google will pop up our three lovely faces will greet you um and you can learn a thing or two about power so yeah tune in to us every tuesday preferably tuesday so, there we <laughs> go preferably. every other day too Every other day, but new episodes on Tuesday. Alright, cool, 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 cool.